You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, then, are you interested in that now? Kyle I'm not the kind of guy, you know, that make boring fights. I come in here, I put my heart out. Vicente, the silent assassin, Luke Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. I should have made we're out of here. Good evening. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I are back um, and a good show today. I'm looking forward to uh, Kyle Brajo uh, making his UFC debut on um, on fight night this Saturday. Uh, Vicente Luque against Bala Muhammad too. You know, uh, Luque won that first fight in the first round and he is fighting uh, Gajdi, uh, Omagajdiev. Uh, both of them making their UFC debuts. Uh, Gajdi is 13-0. and and um, Kyo is 10 and 1. These are both really good fighters, Matt. So I think this is going to be a great, great card. We also have Vicente Luque, by the way. We're going we're gonna to talk about the card. And normally, Jimmy, not to get off subject, because we, we we're going to talk all the whole show is going to be about MMA. Sure. But normally, you know, I'm like a comic book guy. Like, I like the. Movie. I know you are. But I'm not really. A lot of the shirts I'm not into. But this Punisher shirt that my wife got me is pretty fucking cool. That's very nice. I mean, it's like, it kind of like. It kind of reminds me of the old school comic, but um, Bilal Muhammad. Oh, our first guest is here, Jimmy. I'm yeah, hot. Yes, because I know right now you were just going to say like uh, Bilal, don't like it. It would have been very unfortunate. All right, let's bring in, <laughs> let's bring in Kyle now. How dare you, Jimmy? <laughs> I'm happy to be talking to him. Uh, he won a really uh, impressive fight. On the uh, 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 Gen Z Silva, he, he, um, uh, Kyle had a, oh, wait, that was, uh, sorry, fucking, uh, uh, Godzi, uh, beat John Z with a, with a fucking knee bar or, or a knee lock, which I thought of you when I saw that you would have really enjoyed that. I'm a big fan of knee bars. I know you are. Hey, Kyle, how are you? Hey, how are you doing, guys? Nice to talk to you guys. How Good. You now, I want to make sure, uh, Barajo, I want to make sure I'm saying your last name properly. Yeah, Bojalio. 
Bahai, okay, yeah, I'm really, yeah, I'm bad yeah. with English, much less any yeah, other. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Wait, Bahai? Everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody's calling, is calling me ciao in Italian, you know, in style. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. All the guys always miss my name, no problem. Well, you, what, <laughs> what you do is like whenever we're interviewing a fighter for the first time and the name is a little tricky, I'll always go and try to find a couple of versions of it, but every version I've heard was a little bit different, so I figured you would know <laughs> better than anybody. Yeah, Bohayo, no problem. Well, you're uh, you're you're uh, really must be psyched. You've been uh, you got signed in October, and you've had what two fights postponed? Is that or canceled? Yeah, my first fight was against Dustin Stofus, and then uh, my visa didn't get ready at, at the right time. So the next fight was I, I don't remember the name of the guy, but I got uh, COVID and I got influenza. So we need to postpone this one too. <laughs> so now finally here. <laughs> yeah, your win against uh, against uh, Murray was very, very uh, impressive. Uh, and you went up in weight for that fight, correct? Yep, yeah. Was that the first time you've jumped up to light heavyweight? Yeah, the first time I jumped to light heavyweight. I already fought boxing in the 91 kilograms, but in MMA was my first fight in light heavyweight. Was it because that's what, what you had to do to get the fight? Or was it a short notice fight and you didn't want to deal with a weight cut? Yeah, actually, the, the UFC offered me this fight in light heavyweight. That, that's oh, what okay. they offered me. I won my first fight in the contender against uh, in, in the middleweight, and then I didn't got the contract. And then two two days after that fight, they offered me for this fight like three weeks later in the light heavyweight. So there's no way that I could say no, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I have a question, Jimmy. Yes. Let me ask. I'm fascinated. When I see guys with neck tattoos, because I feel that you're really look at this free spirit, free. Yeah. I want to know when you is that was that your first tattoo? When did you get that, and why free spirit? It was was more like uh, three three years ago. Yeah, it's more like man, I don't I don't fit in any pattern, you know. I'm I'm free. I'm free. I'm free spirit. I'm always wanted to be like different from the others. I don't want to be like closed in anything you know so i'm free man so i'm free in the octagon anywhere so that, that's why you know yeah and you have what fight or die on your arm yeah fire or die yeah that's i real. was in my in my fifth surgery and man we in life we have only have two options you know or you fight or you give up you know so that's just a symbol for me to overcome all my surgeries and all that I've been through all my career, you know? So fight or die is the only option. You, you got to choose. And I choose to fight. For the people at home that don't know about your surgeries, what kind of surgeries did you have? So I had three surgeries in my, my sh uh, left shoulder, three in the same shoulder. And I have two sh surgeries in my left knee by meniscus. So every surgery, every surgery I've been like, uh, without training for like six months. So it's been a rough road. <laughs> this is inspiring me about my knees now. I'm actually getting inspired because I got to get surgery and I'm all bummed out. But you came back <laughs> for me. Look at you. I don't know. Yeah, man, I'm here, you know. <laughs> I overcome everything. I like that. And you were, uh, I, I know you called yourself uh, you, you, the, the fighting nerds. Now, what, what exactly is that? Is that because you, you were a chemistry major, is that correct? Yeah, actually, I didn't got the, the degree. I I dropped the, the, the college because I had the opportunity to go uh, from another city to from my city to Sao Paulo to train and start my MMA career. 
then I moved to Sao Paulo, then I, I got to drop my, my chemistry school. But I was always in school, like the net of school, you know. Uh, the I, I always loved math, chemistry, physics. So that maybe it's because of that too, but because the glasses, because I like anime and I, I'm a, a little bit geek, you know. So that, that's why the fighting her. <laughs> it's my t- MMA team names. Fighting nerds. Yeah. And you you like anime? Are you you're big into anime? Yeah, not a lot of anime, but uh, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, you know, uh, Zodiac, uh, Knights of Zodiac, all, all these animes. I, I really like it. You know, Israel Adesanya is into that too. Yeah, I know that. Like, you see him doing all the Dragon Ball Z stuff. That was. Yeah. I wasn't into that as a kid, but a lot, I, that generation was, though, Jimmy. Yeah. They like that. Do you take inspiration from any of that stuff or no? Yeah, for, for sure from Naruto. Naruto is one of my biggest inspiration. Oh, my, uh, all, all his road wanted to be a Hokage and everything that he's passing through and, and to really get to, to be a Hokage. So it, it's some kind of inspiration for sure. Is that a samurai, a Hokage? Uh, it's the... Big leader of the tribe, you know, is the, the the most powerful guy in the in the tribe. Then since he was a kid, he wanted to be the Hokage. And then in the last in the last episodes, he, he became a Hokage. So it's a beautiful road. <laughs> now I am uh, I'm always fascinated by guys who are good at math because I really suck at math. And physics um, is something I could probably never. How far into physics did you go? And do you actually? Like, do you understand the idea of string theory and all that stuff? Physics was was one of the that was worse. I, I really love math and chemistry. It's the the best for me. The this part of string and to you know uh, all these formulas. I, I don't like this too much. I re- I like to think most and more like this. You know. What made you want to do chemistry when you were a kid? Would you experiment on stuff or what? What what made you go like, hey, I think I like this. Yeah, my my grandpa is a math teacher, so I started to give math classes since I was a kid, like fourteen years old, fifteen, and I was giving math classes to all kind of guys. And then when I was in my in my my high school, I really loved the way chemistry was, all the experiments and all the the, the part of chemistry. Then I started to study more, and then when I got to college, I. I I did the the test to 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 get into the college and then I passed. So it was good days for sure. What did you start? When did you start your martial arts training? Were you training this whole time? Yeah, I started martial arts when I was six years old in judo, ah. um, in my hometown. I, I started judo's and I did judo until I got uh, twenty one years old. But I wasn't making any money, you know. So I started jujitsu, muay thai, kickboxing, and then I I, I dropped to MMA. Oh, very interesting. Omagajev is very dangerous on the ground. I, I'm sure you know that. Uh, so you expecting that that's what he's going to want to do is he'll strike for as long as he has to just to try to get you to the ground? Yeah, for sure. That's what he's been doing all his fights. You know, all his fights, he's wanted to get the guys to the ground. And I know he he's he going to want to get me to the ground because he thinks I'm just a striker. He knows I got a black belt, but I never got the chance to use it, you know. So I think that that, that fight will be a, a great opportunity for all everybody to see my jiu-jitsu and my grappling game, you know. Uh, I, I came from judo. I took down Aaron Jeffrey, who is a good wrestling, good wrestling, and took him down twice in the fight. And... 
I've been training with Damian Maia for like seven, eight years since I moved to Sao Paulo. So now I think everyone's going to see how my grappling game is, for sure. You brought him up. Uh, what's going on with Damian Maia? Is he, is he around anymore? What's he doing? I think he retired from, from, from MMA, but, uh, but he has a, a no-gi fight schedule against Alex Cowboy in BJJ Stars. So he's training no-gi just right now. But he never stopped training, man. Sometimes he goes there and do some boxing, do some MMA sparring. But he, he's focusing now on Nogi because he has this fight appointment. His fight versus Ben Askren is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, man. And, and the, the, the way that he sweeped Ben Askren, he was training this all camp, you know? The get to the lock? leg lock. Yeah, get to the leg lock just to sweep, not to finish. And then... Man, it just like was just like the training. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Yeah, I helped him like eight fight camps, I think, eight or nine, something like that. All right, so you've been training on the ground with one of the best ever. Yes. Yeah, man. I, he's been squeezing my neck for a long, long time. <laughs> 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 and, and do you have plans to stay at middleweight? Or is moving, how did you feel moving up? And is it one of those things that you would want to do again? Or was it a strain and you prefer to stay where you are? No, I just moved because there, there was the opportunity the UFC gave me, you know. So I plan to be middleweight. I plan to be world champion middleweight. And then after that, maybe get to light heavy or something. Because I don't cut a lot, a lot of weight. I woke up today with 194 and I had like three eggs with Parmesan cheese and two slices of bread yesterday before sleep. So I don't, I don't, I don't suffer to cut this weight. No, it's, very, it's really okay to me. But I'm comfortable in middleweight. Now... This is your debut. It's been a long road. Does it feel surreal to you? Or how does this whole, the whole fight week, how does this feel? Yeah, part of me feels surreal, man. Because uh, when I left my hometown, I was with a dream to become a UFC fighter. I left my hometown telling my mom, mom, I'll be a UFC fighter. And now I'm here. So it, it kind of feels like surreal. But I know my, my quality. I know what I'm capable of. And I know the UFC know that too. That's because he put me in this position of co-main event. So it kind of feels surreal, but it kind of feels like, yeah, yeah, man, I, I'm in the right place that I need to be, you know? Well, that means they also have some faith in you. Uh, I mean, you are fun to watch. You have really great cardio. Uh, so you're watching a, a Leona Machida or even a, a Wonder Boy, the way you move. Um, and I think you're going to be difficult to, uh, to get a hold of. But uh, yeah, you must feel good knowing that they have such kind of a faith in you to put you as the co-main. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I was really happy when they put me in the co-main. I was actually before the co-main, but then the, the fight of co-main from uh, Uriah Hall just got out of the fight and then they moved me to co-main. So I'm really happy. And it's a funny story because all the guys think that I'm from karate, but I never did karate in my right. entire life. Never. I never did. <laughs> Is that just your natural movement? That's just what feels comfortable in a way for yeah. you to stand and move? Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe that was, the, they, they call me the natural because it's just natural for me, all the moves, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, man, it's really, it's great to see you. You guys, this is going to be a great fight. He's undefeated at 13 and 0. You're 10 and 1. I mean, you're 23 and 1 between you both making your debut. Uh, this is very exciting. I love watching young, uh, hungry fighters, uh, especially when both guys are making a debut because neither one of you uh, has ever experienced it. Like, you know, again, in, in, the, uh, in the scale of doing it for the UFC, actually in the UFC, and uh, neither one of you guys has the advantage of seeing somebody new for the first time. So this is going to be great, man. I, uh, I wish yeah. you luck. And um, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of you, Kyle. 
Yeah, thank you so much, man. I'm I'm happy because I fought two times in this same octagon and I won the two times. So you'll be my debut, but it's not gonna sound like my a really debut, you know. I already fall in this octagon, so I'll be really comfortable in that position with all the cameras and everyone. So I, I think it'll be a great debut. It'll be a hard night for Godzilla for sure. That's something to think about because you have experience. You I was gonna ask how it feels to be fighting in the Apex Center compared to fighting in like a big, large crowd. But you actually almost have like home turf because you've been used to fighting there from the contender. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Jimmy. Do you think that you would, before we let you go, do you think that you would almost rather do it in the Apex instead of in front of a lot of fans? Just like this is a great way to step in for the first time? Ah, oh, man. I think the fans is always the, the greatest. You want the fans. Know, with all the guys <laughs> screaming and everyone. I think it's the best way to, to, to fight. But I think it's step by step, you know, like little by little. Uh, maybe in the next fight, I got a, a UFC pay-per-view card. Maybe let's see what happens. So I'm planning on that and planning to, to, to get a, a great victory on Saturday and a great fight for sure. All right. Well, thank you very much and good luck, Kyle. Uh, it was great talking oh. to you and you're an interesting guy. And uh, have a great fight. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. I'm a big fan of you. It's like a drink come true. Talk to you guys like right now. So sorry, my English is getting used to it. But it's perfect. Thank you so yeah. much, man. It was great, <laughs> man. Thank you, Kyle. Take care of yourself. Thank Take you. Care, thank you. Big fan. Right. Thank you, my mom. Thank you. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Kyle Bravo, thank you very much. And uh, against uh, Gaji uh, Omagajiev. And uh, difficult name to say quickly, but uh, that guy is really vicious on the floor, and this is going to be a great fight. But uh, it is really interesting what he was saying as far as, you know, he's fought in that same That's right. at Apex Center. He's got his last his last uh, two fights, whereas that in the Contender Series, whereas right. in that same octagon. So he's, you know, it's going to be like another fight for him. I mean, that's... And, you know, it's going to be, that's where we'll see if the first time jitters, it's not going to feel like first time jitters because he's been there before, exactly there before. I think you're right. Yeah. And you also wanted the two fights since October, Matt, that were supposed to happen. I don't know where those were supposed to be fought. If one of those was at a live card uh, or, or somewhere else or a pay-per-view, maybe on the prelims, or if it was supposed to be in the uh, performance center, I don't know. Well, me neither. But I like how these fights just creep up on you, you know? And uh, what a main event. Uh, Vicente Luque against Bilal Muhammad. Um, those guys are having, I think it was 2016 at, 20, at UFC 205 that he dropped uh, Bilal. And I think that's the only time in his, his career that he has actually been 
knocked out. Um, Vicente Luque really fucking hits like a truck. It's true. He does. And not only that, Bilal Muhammad, though, since they fought, when was that, by the way, you said? 2016. It was, I'm looking it up. It was November of 2016. So that's six years ago. I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time ago. And Bilal Muhammad, uh, you know, to, to eat, I don't, Wonder Boy, to shut him down the way, to, to, to be able to pick out wait, Wonder Boy the way he did. He did, right? Wait, hold on a second. Oh, you know, Gilbert Burns beat him last. When did he fight Wonder Boy? He beat uh, he a decision against him uh, in December of twenty one. Holy shit! I second guessed myself. Or I no, you were right. You were right. No, but uh, for a Vicente point. lost to Wonder Boy. He lost a decision to Wonder Boy. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but Styles make fights with that. But is he able to do what he did to Wonder Boy? Right. To Vicente, I don't know about that. That's very interesting because Vicente, he is good at keeping it up. Like, you know what I mean? He is. I mean, he just got used to, you know, what's no, this is what's very interesting. He got is a different range. He got is a different as far as like height wise and stuff. But um, as far as game plan, he did get done just getting through a camp fighting uh, Michael Chiesa. And Michael Chiesa is a guy that was trying to literally just he's a bigger guy trying to do what Bilal Muhammad is trying to do is get him down and strike. Yeah. So I know it's, it's the same different body type, same game plan. So he, he's been used to dealing with the grapplers. Go ahead. And no, no, no. I was saying, and since their fight, um, which was, which is again, 2016, they have both been on a fucking tear. I think Bilal is 10, one and one. Um, I believe he's 10, one and one. And uh, Vicente lost a decision to Leon Edwards, which there's no shame in and a decision to wonder boy, but he is, uh, he's, he's beaten Mike Perry. He stopped Randy Brown. He stopped Nico price. Um, he submitted uh, Chiesa and he submitted Tyron Woodley. I mean, what a fucking run Vicente Luque has been on. It's really insane. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he's not talked about uh, all the time um, is kind of insane. We're talking about him, Jimmy. We are, but you know what I mean? Like you hear the names bouncing around like, and, and people know who he is, but he doesn't get spoken about as much as he should. Like Leon Edwards, another guy. The nice guy curse he's got. It's the nice guy curse. Nice guy curse. It's the curse I have. Well. Nice guy. Jimmy, not to talk, not to get about, not to get talk about serious things. What, okay. about, what about that subway shooting with the uh, the gas mask? And, I know it's very scary. I mean, that's something out of fucking Batman or something. That's something out of. I mean, the guy put a fucking he, he put a a car he, he filled the car full of. What, how did do you know any of the details? I don't know the. I know they got his uh, U-Haul. Uh, there was a lot of firecrackers and distracting stuff. He's just a fucking mental patient. Um, five five one eighty. He's probably an incel. And uh, he was ranting about the mayor of New York, just angry, angry at the homeless, just an angry, crazy guy. But uh, did he, did he let, put up the gas? For the people that don't know, in New York, there was a, sh- a shooting. Oh, yeah. Uh, 13 people or more. And uh, Everyone's, Everyone lived, though. That's the good actually, news. Oh, Everyone's good. alive. But he, uh, a guy put like a, a what, what kind of gas was it, you know? I think it was just tear gas or something or, or, some, or smoke bombs just to cause confusion. And then started just shooting people. Started shooting people, but his gun jammed and he ran out. And also Gilbert uh, Godfrey died. Oh, my God. That's a, I mean, what is going on? Jimmy, I, I, know. Was, I didn't know if you were close with him. Yeah, yeah. I was friends with Gilbert. I knew him well. Gilbert was, first of all, he's one of those guys like Norm, where Norm McDonald, and then you got Bob Saget. Dude, hey, Jimmy. Louis Anderson, yeah. You better be fucking taking your vitamins, Jimmy. I'm getting nervous with everybody just dropping here. Yeah, Matt, I haven't worn a condom in 30 years. If I'm not dead yet, I'm going to live to be 90. 
he could outlive everybody. <laughs> there was a picture with your uh, with that guy, Jeff Jeffries, and a few of the other guys. It was Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross. I'm sorry. Jeff. Yeah, and the three of them. Yeah. Is there a Jeff Jeffries? No, Jim Jeffries uh, is oh, a I'm very sorry. funny Australian no, comedian. There was a picture with Jeff Jeff Ross, and it was Norm uh, Gilbert, Norm McDonald, Gilbert, and, and um and Bob, Bob Saget. Yeah, and then I saw like a comment. You just sort of write gulp. <laughs> He's a funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> gulp. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of like the data music dog. You're seeing all these funny people, and I. And what's horrible? I like to watch that Norm McDonald podcast. You had him talking with Gilbert, him talking to Bob. And now they're just all gone. It's very trippy. Yeah, it does suck. Honestly, it does. I mean, um, again, Norm had cancer and nobody knew it. Um, and Gilbert had a heart thing. And he was he was a little older than people thought. He was 67, which is not ancient. But I mean, people, he, Gilbert acted like he was fucking 50, you know, 52, 53. 67? 67. And he had uh, some kind of a heart thing that apparently had been going on for a while. Bob had a freak accident and banged his head. And then uh, Louis Anderson, you know, I, I don't know exactly what he died of, but he, 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 obviously he didn't leave the healthiest lifestyle. I mean, this is speaking of uh, people that pass, not the, you know, you know, bring it right down, but uh, Dr. Sherry, the team doc, you know, is a birthday the other day. So she's, she passed not too long ago. So that's always depressing that she was in my corner when I won the fight. And uh, that's Jimmy. That's a rough one. That one's still, yeah. that one gets me when I'm alone in my car. Yeah, of course. You know, but uh, it's sad, but it also, these things, Matt, make me feel like, you know what, as much as it sucks, I'm happy that I'm alive. It makes you a little more grateful to be alive when you- That's when you, one thing it does. Yeah. And it makes me grateful that this fight this weekend. Now, that has nothing Me to too, it. just to be distracted. <laughs> I'm going to be out of town uh, doing the Washington DC improv. Only me could prostitute a plug into a death conversation. But um, Gilbert's wake is going to be tomorrow and I will be- oh. God. away so i have to i'm going to do it virtually i've never done a virtual week but it's a very sad he has a lovely family and he really was a sweet guy yeah dude it's it's just depressing and uh this weekend i got you know edwin's got to fight wait lag city well he might be 40 years old but he's still fighting that's my brother-in-law so yeah where is he fighting he's fighting at the cffc a few of the guys are going to be on that card on the uh the team this guy Pompos, this Greek fighter. I'm, I'm going to jump in his corner too. He's a nice kid. I like Where's him. the fights? At the Hard Rock right? in Atlantic City. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay, great. Well, I didn't even know there was a Hard Rock in Atlantic City, but there is. So that's where. That's. I mean, I'm going to go down there and, and, and give some love. You know what I mean? Edwin's a big kid, man. He's yeah, a big, was, big man. He, last night we moved for like a half an hour doing some just flow drills, and he, he's a if dude. Let me tell you something. The guy's forty. So you know what I mean? But if I had him when he was younger, that guy could have made a run or something. He's fucking that. Yeah. Because he's all right. I mean, but now since he got his purple belt, it's like he's he's still strong and everything, but he's using jujitsu. So this is something scary about a guy who's probably one of the strongest guys I've ever met. You being super technical. Oh, he is a strong guy. Oh, oh my. <laughs> he's like that kind of that. He's like that guy to like lift up a refrigerator or something. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. He's got that weird strength like that, you know. Yeah. But uh. I'll tell you. I'll tell you more about his training after the fight. He'd be a good bodyguard. Why doesn't he do some bodyguard work? Nah. Well, he does. He, he bounces on the weekends. He's been bouncing forever, you know, or he used to anyway. But um. But he's even tempered, right? Like he's he seems like he's not a hothead. Like he's just a nice guy. Uncle Edward. He's a, yeah. He's here every week. He's a, we have a good time. No, he's very relaxed. He's he's chill. You know, he likes anime. Does he? <laughs> yeah, he does. But uh, also, um, I saw Randy Brown yesterday. Him and uh. 
Sensei Nardu, we, we call him. He's, I know Nardu since oh. 20 years. It's Randy Brown's. Uh, he's been on the show before. You'll know. Very Zen-like. Yeah. It's called Ghost Dog. Yeah, he's a, he's a Henzo Gracie black belt. But, you know, you make friendships. I know this. I know that guy for over 20 years. Yeah. With me and, and whatnot. So it's nice, dude. It's nice. I like the guys that I saw that just walked in the door back how many years ago. Now he's got his own school. He's got his, you know, he's Randy Brown's his guy, you know, and I don't know. Circle of life, Jimmy. Yeah. Anything with you and your comedian friends? And no, you like to shit on the younger ones. No, I'm not. No, no way. Are you kidding me? Those guys are all fucking uh, guys like Andrew Schultz and, and like you said, oh. real Mark Norman. They're all so good on social media and they're funny. So no, you never, the, the guys that shit on the young guys or are dicks to the young guy are just jealous um, and they're out of touch with, hey, what, what, the things I think are funny are funny and that's it. And then these young guys come up and they're really good comics and they're, they're promoting in a smart way because a lot of people shit on Dane Cook years ago. They would give Dane shit about, oh, he's on MySpace. And meanwhile, Dane doesn't get the credit he should get. He fucking revolutionized the way comics promote and, and in taking a lot of the influence away from the business itself and putting it in the performer's hands. Um, Dane did fucking for comedians, what only fans did for porn people. Like he literally was the first one to use social media. And this way it didn't rely on a network. It didn't rely on any of that stuff. So anyone after Dane owes him a debt of gratitude to who does, who's super successful with primarily social media. Is he still around Dane? Dane. Yeah. Yeah. He still, he still does shows. He does shows. He used to do like the, he brought like the, the young, like, Girl crowd into big college following, but yeah, um, like that type of thing, yeah, yeah, because back then MySpace was so big um, that that was you know what I mean that was that was all what's happening in the colleges, and he got a tremendous following on that. Does that still exists. MySpace does people have MySpace accounts? They it's there, but I don't think anybody uses it for anything. Um, it's just it's one of those things that you can't even Facebook. A lot of younger people don't use. Like I'll use it because I'm old and I'll connect with my high school teacher who's in her seventies and I'll say hello. Um, but like a lot of, I hope that's all you say. Don't don't get weird with your high school. She's in her seventies. She might I, even not know what's going on. No, nah, I can't. I can't get weird with her. I can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> I did want to have sex with her though when I was in high school. Man, why don't you do it now? What's the difference? Well, in forty fifty years, forty years, you must have had things. I don't, I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, I would come home after school every day and find something in one of my teachers to whack off to. I just I couldn't be stopped. I was a beast. <laughs> and Jimmy, you got to not get on TOT. Nobody, I don't. Because I'm afraid I would get road rage. Yeah. I don't get road rage. I rolled. Hey, listen, I went down today and I, I, I grabbed my guy who just got his purple, Eric. And I grabbed Eric and I go, let's break that fucking belt in. I go pick a position. What do you want? What do you want, Eric? Top side control. Okay. And then we rolled, and I told him to pick another position. I gotta stay dangerous, Jimmy. Sure. You don't think I got enemies? You don't think there's people that want to smack me? They don't want to do a fucking Will Smith on me? You think that there's people that want to smack you? I'm sure. There's, there's evil in the world, Jimmy. What if we were in that fucking subway car? There's evil out there, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, a guy like you, I would trust in the subway car. You could help. You can't hide behind your girlfriend and push her towards anybody that's attacking you. You saw my bit. I saw your bit. Yeah. And I liked it. I liked Thank it you. a lot. Thank you. Jimmy, Jimmy, you're really demented. Thank you. I got my Gilbert joke going up tomorrow and the next day. Oh. Taped them all First of all, don't let anybody think the joke I just said does any kind of, uh, it's not, you you, you put it together better. You were actually better than I did it. Believe me. 
listen to me. You're lucky. I was going to go right into I was going to try to do the whole thing, but we got Vicente Luque. Vicente Luque is here. We can't do the whole thing. Yes. Let's get him in. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, Vicente? I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, it has, man. Uh, you know, I fought in August. That was the last time. I wish I had fought m- more often. Was there a reason you hadn't? Or does, I think nobody wants to fight you unless they absolutely have to. Yeah, I think that's the reason. <laughs> that's, that's for sure what it is. Because I was trying to get a fight and, you know, didn't, didn't happen. But now we, we're here, finally. I, I was telling Jimmy, I think it's really good for you that your opponent-wise, they're not, again, different body types, but same goals, trying to get your ass down to beat you up or submit you. You came off fighting Michael Chiesa, who was who was coming off uh, some good fights, and he came into a game, and again, that was his game plan. And now you're fighting Bilal Muhammad, and he's going to look to do what he's going to look to smush you up against that cage. He looked to get you down. So I think I think that's that's a good thing. Well, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I think I'm I'm preparing myself for the top, you know, to fight. Uh, Kamaru or, you know, if, if Leon beats Kamaru, he also likes to grapple and likes to, you know, grind people on the cage. So for me, it, it makes sense, you know, this path I'm taking, I think is really good so that I get ready because everybody knows my striking, you know, and they're going to try to get me down. And and I got to be able to handle that and deal with that. Yeah. And since the fight with Bilal, which, you you know, I think you're the only knockout of his career. And it was in the first, uh, he's been, I, th- I think he's 10-1-1, and I think you're 11-2. and two. Like, you've both been phenomenal since that. Your losses were to Leon Edwards and Thompson, and they were decisions, and they were great fights. Um, this is really, have you ever had a rematch before, or is this the first time you fought somebody uh, f- for the second time? I had two rematches. So I had Haider, uh, Hassan, I fought him in the UFC, and before that in the Ultimate Fighter, and Nico Price also in the UFC two times. Oh, you times. did fight Nico twice. Yes. Yeah. And what is the what is the difference in the approach for you the second time? Now, obviously, people would say you have the advantage because you've already told you and shown that you can beat him. Um, and some people would say, well, he's really hungry and he has something to prove. I think the second fight is always harder than the first, just because I don't know the opponent wants revenge and he he takes it really seriously. You know, the guy that lost knows that that he can be beaten, so he trains much harder. And and right now, like I'm the guy that beat Bilal the last time. What I'm trying to do is like not underestimate him at all, you know, forget about that first fight and and watch tape on him right now and and see how he's dominating his opponents and be aware that he's a dangerous guy. And and that's what I'm making sure that I I don't get there and underestimate him. 
not because I beat him in the past, means that I can beat him easily again. What did you think of the fight with your buddy over the uh, the weekend? They were a phenomenal fight, Gilbert Burns uh, versus Kamzat. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, Kamzat's definitely a potential uh, opponent for for you. Yeah, I mean, I th- I thought the fight was insane. You know, it was a great fight. I was really excited watching it. I didn't like the outcome at the end. You know, I was I was pushing for Gilbert, and I thought it was a close fight. I yeah. would I would give it maybe a split decision. I wouldn't, you know, unanimous. But uh, any of the guys could have won that fight. So it was it, it is what it is, and I thought it was a great fight. But yeah, Kamzat is is a new challenge in the top five. So definitely, I think he showed now he showed that. He really can hand uh, hand with these guys up in in the top of the division, and yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a new challenge, and if if the day comes, we're I'm ready to fight, and I think it's going to be a big one. You and Shamayev would be an incredible fight, and I think you're right. Whenever a guy is knocking everybody out, usually you know when you get into the top of the division, you're not going to knock all those guys out. So those are like the real tests for guys when they get to the top six, seven fighters, and the fact that he. Uh, I mean, Gilbert took him uh, the distance, and it was a really close fight. I thought Kamzad squeezed it out, but it was a really close fight. Um, I do think that that even improved uh, his stock, if you will, just because he proved that he can go the distance with a guy who has been there before uh, and, and who's known for being ferocious on the ground like Gilbert. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, for us that, that really watch fights and understand fights, now we can say, yeah, Hamzad is tough. You know, he's a tough guy because now it's not only the hype. He actually fought one of the top guys, you know, a guy that fought for the title that has fought five rounds before. So, yeah, now we, we see Hamza with different eyes. He's definitely like uh, a real a fighter at, at this level. But he has flaws as well. You know, he has holes and, and that's something that we can exploit also. But like everyone, you know, we, we all have flaws. I think you welterweights, especially a guy with your ability, Vicente should be like, yo, give me that guy. Because look, you got Bilal Muhammad. That's no walk in the park. Every fight in the top 10, especially top five, is fucking brutal. Why not be the guy to take away that guy's, give that guy's first L? Next thing you know, he learns from it. He never loses again. And people still talk about it 15 years later. No, I'm only kidding. I just wrote <laughs> Listen to me. You got to go for that shit. Go for the fucking, you dethrone that guy. And then people will just, if Gilbert pulled that off and he was close to doing it, like that's what legends are made of i don't know i'm getting all amped up no definitely i mean it makes sense you know and with the hype he has with everything like people all are are, you know behind him with he's gonna take off take over the division i I definitely think it's a fight that makes sense and now it, it makes all the sense because he's above me in the rankings so there's no reason why it would be wouldn't be a fight that makes sense you know uh he can move me to that title fight after and and I don't know what's going on with the title when Kamaru and Leon are going to fight. So even, you know, uh, my, the plan is to beat Bilal now, but I don't know if that's going to secure me a title fight after. So I, I got to keep my eyes open, you know, to the who's going to take me to that title fight. And maybe it is Chimaev. What do you think of Edwards um, Usman? Um, you know, I, I think people, again, kind of have an idea of what each guy wants to do. But how do you see that that uh, that turning out? I think Leon has improved a lot since the, the first fight they had. But I don't know. Kamaru, you know, I know him personally. I know his discipline, his mentality, and he has been looking great. And, and he's improving. He's still getting better. You know, his striking is at another level compared to what he did in the past. So, yeah, I cannot, you know, not put Kamaru as the favorite for me. He's going to win that fight. 
but it's going to be a tough one. You know, Leon is, is also a tough fighter. So it's going to be an exciting fight to watch. And we'll see. I mean, if you look at the outcomes, for me, the best would be Kamaru to just remain champion because if Leon beats him, probably they're going to try to do a, a, a rematch. rematch right away. Yeah, so let's see. We'll see, but I'm going to stick with Kamaru. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense for you. Um, yeah, and Leon has had a bad run of luck, too, with fights getting canceled and all just all these opponents dropping out or him dropping out. So hopefully this fight will happen uh, soon. And honestly, I don't think Shemaev, as much as he was very impressive against Gilbert, I don't think he should be above you in, in, the, in the rankings. Even though I know who he beat, um, I, I still feel like you've, you've proven more over time. And uh, the whole thing about, well, uh, a good ground fighter, I mean, you fought a lot of guys, Bilal included, who are great on the floor, uh, you know, Kiesa, Woodley, Randy Brown. And, uh, you know, you have not had a lot of trouble with guys who are typically uh, dangerous on the floor. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a striker, and that's something that I've been developing ever since I started my career. But be, being a striker, I know that people are going to try to take me down, try to submit me, try to control me. That's why I train so much jiu-jitsu, lute libre, wrestling, and actually that's what I train the most. Uh, striking is what I train the least, and just because it's, it's something that I already have trained so many years, I have it in me. I keep it sharp. I'm never going to you know, go away from striking because that's my my favorite tool and my best tool. But my floor has been developing a lot. And, and I got to show that on my last two fights, you know, yeah. show that I can, you know, I can submit people and they want to take me down and control me. That might be a, a bad choice for them because I can go in and try to submit them on the ground. No, I don't. I don't know if you watch a lot of tape on your opponents. I know you. You know you. You have the win over Bilal uh, like six years ago. Do your coaches like have they been watching since? Go right. Look, since you fought him, he's doing you know A, B, and C different. Or is there like or is it the same old shit with Bilal? No, I'm only kidding. No, but like, are you, are you looking at it like, look, he's got the same game plan trying to get a hold of you? Or are your coaches? Do they really dive deep on the on the study in the tape? Or do yeah, you- we do. Yeah, we all do. And I like I like to watch it, too. I like to watch a lot of tape on my opponents. And, you know, not only to see uh, the fight fight part of it, but also the mentality. You know, I can see when guys are, are starting to break or guys are, you know, confident and whatever happens that changes that mentality in the fight. And what I see, like, has mostly changed on Bilal is he used to be more wild. Before he fought me, he was more of a wild fighter. He went in there and, and just fought. And now he's really strategical. He thinks of what he's doing. You know, if he's going to fight a guy that is good in grappling, he's going to strike against that guy, just like he did with Damon. If he's going to fight a great striker like Wonder Boy, he's going to take him down and control him. And so that's what I saw. You know, he's much more strategic now. So I imagine he's going to look at me, study me, and, and try to go the safer route, which is, in my mind, Try to not let me fight, you know, uh, not let me fight on the floor or not let me fight standing up. Try to control me and tie me up. Very interesting with the with the patience with him. He used to go a little bit more buck wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the same game plan. He's got the same game plan, but he's getting there differently. You know, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, obviously this is a great main event. The welterweight, the welterweight division. I can't say welterweight. <laughs> uh, the welterweight division. It looks really great. Um, and, and I, Matt, and I talked before. We might have even asked you this before, because as as a such a fan of of fighters, I, I always hate when guys like yourself or Leon Edwards or other guys are not getting the amount of. Uh, attention I think you should get. People know you, people respect you, they know you're a great fighter, 
But you get a guy like Shemaev, who's uh, relatively new to the UFC, and he's getting a tremendous amount of press. Um, and I just think that guys like yourself and Leon, and even Kamaro before he won the belt, uh, just didn't quite get the attention. And Matt called it, uh, what was it, nice guy syndrome? Oh, the nice guy curse. Nice guy it, curse. There's nice guys that kick ass, and I don't know. They kind of get overlooked, and then another guy gets a little brash on the mic, and I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? You tell me. You tell me, Vicente. No, I definitely get it. And, like, I don't have nothing against the trash talkers. I think that's who they are, and, and they could do it. What I think is it wouldn't work with me, you know? I, that's just not in me. I respect guys. If I try to trash talk, it would be fake. It would it would look weird, you know? And but But at the same time, what I like and what really motivates me is to prove, you know, to, to like kids or, or whoever starting MMA and they're not trash talkers, they can get there too. You know, it's going to be a tougher path. Maybe I'm going to have to have more fights. Okay. But Hey, when I get there, I'm going to be tough and I'm going to be experienced because I, I, I get, you know, the, the long road and I train a lot and, and I get tougher than the guys that just get there quickly. So I, I think it's two routes, and, and I'm ready for this one. You know, if it has to be longer, it's not a problem. And you do it your way, and you do it genuine. You know, you're not doing it like fake or selling out or being something you're not. And I would like to see also, uh, has there ever been talk of, uh, of, of you and uh, Colby? I would love to see that fight as well. I think it's a good fight. I mean, just like we were talking about this fight, uh, Colby is another guy that has that style, wrestler going to try to control me, going to try to take me down, you know, and, and eventually when I fight for the title, it's going to be one of those guys, you know, if you look at the top of the division, I think I'm the only true striker, the only in, in the top five, I'm the only guy that is pure striking. All the other guys are, are started in grappling or mostly grapple nowadays. Leon used to be a striker, but now he mostly grapples, control guys on the cage. So, you know, I, I think that that's what, uh, I don't know. It's It would be a great fight against Kobe for me to get even more uh, ready for a title fight eventually. Yeah, that would be a great fight. And this is going to be a great main event. I mean, again, the UFC does this better than anybody as they, as they put these top guys and put you guys against each other. And again, I feel that you should be ranked higher um, than Kamzat Shemayev. No disrespect to him, but I just feel that you should be higher ranked than him. Um, so you're fighting. Uh, the main event is you again, Bilal. This uh, Saturday, uh, at the Apex and uh, UFC Fight Night, April the 16th. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to this fight, man. And good luck, Vicente. We'll definitely talk to you again. And um, I'm, I'm hoping you get a shot at the title sooner rather than later. Yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. And what I can promise you guys is a great show and a, an aggressive fight, as I always do every time I step inside the octagon. And, yeah, put on a great show for the fans. That's the plan. Shit, man. We'll be watching, buddy. Yes, thanks, All right, man. Today. Let's go. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Dude, I, I'm telling you, him, Colby, him, Shemaya, I still think he should be ranked higher than Shemaya, but uh, I, I mean, there's nobody I don't want to see him fight. You know what I got going on, Jimmy? Oh, Go listen, it's going to be phenomenal. So this Saturday, so Friday night, I got the, uh, the fight with Edwin, Charlie Campbell, some of the other guys will be over there. And then, um, then the next night, the next day, 2 p.m., I'm doing the old... Uh, like a little Jedi gathering. I got my black, a lot of my black belts coming down. It's going to be big, like 70 people or something. Nice. I got a lot of black belts. So they're coming down with their families. I got to catch up on some of their degrees and stuff. Because after a black belt, there's always so many years where you get another degree. And, and I'm, I'm as bad as Henzo with that shit. I got to get on top of that. So I don't know. So we have a big thing. Come down, take a nice picture, bring your sure. pictures. We have some pizza. 
you know, my black belts. It's going to be fun. A little Jedi gathering, I call it. Well, have fun, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to be in D.C. at the Improv. Ooh. And um, heading down there uh, tonight, and I'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So this was a lot of fun. And uh, thank you, of course, to Vicente Luque and uh, Kyle Brajo, uh, the, the main event and co-main event this Saturday, April 16th, um, UFC Fight Night. I can't wait. What about the main event? Want to just pick the main event? Sure. Um, I mean, it's really a tough fight. Really? I'm going to take Luque by decision. And I, I mean, again, if Bilal won it, it wouldn't shock me. But uh, Luque has just been on such a fucking run. Um, then again, so is Bilal Muhammad. But uh, I'm going to take uh, Vicente Luque by decision. I'm going to say, and I like Bilal Muhammad a lot. Sure, so do I. Over five rounds, is he going to be able to get him down and, and hold him down? And I can't see Vicente getting tired. And plus, he's got that win over him. And when you look at some of their last opponents, that's, I mean, Styles make fights, but I, I believe, well, this is very interesting because when you look at Bilal Muhammad's last opponent, Stephen Thompson, he, you know, he's a hard guy to smush up against the kitchen, get him down also. And he was able to do that. So that, and then his, and Vicente's last opponent was Mike Chiesa. So he had a similar game plan also. I, all right. I'm going to go with, if it, listen, you said Vicente, right? I did by decision, yeah. I'm going to say below by decision. You know why? Because I know, like you've pointed out many times, I have heavy hands. We all know that. I had the title that way. Yes, Frank Trigg, yada, yada. But I, you know I bleed jujitsu, Jimmy. When I bleed, I bleed jujitsu, And I carry that flag. So if it's going to be, if you boil it down to a uh, grappler versus striker, even though it's way more than that, Jimmy, it's way more complex than that. But at the end of the day, one guy's game plan is the, Get him down. I'm going to go below my decision. Okay. I could have cut to the chase with that, but I wanted That's to fine. I wanted to hear your idea of it, of course. All right, buddy. Jimmy. What else? Anything else, Jimmy? Because you know this is going to be goodbye. No, no. I, I know, but I'm going to tape Chip, so I can't. I got to fly out of here. Let's do a, a plug for the when this fight is happening. Uh, Saturday, April the 16th, uh, UFC fight night. Um, going to be a great one. Yeah, uh, Mohamed Luke. Sorry, the main card. Uh, 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 yeah, Luke K. Mohammed too. But the main card starts at 8.30 Eastern time. Okay. Yeah. And the prelims start at 5.30. Because I always get confused myself. Yeah. Jimmy, love you, buddy. I'll be texting you soon. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you All soon. All right. Bye, Bye, everyone. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.